welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Seguin. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I am joined by one of our Fit Vegan superstars. Anne, Anne how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Superstar is very generous, but <laughs> thank you for the introduction. <laughs> well, I looked at your stats. You went yeah. from 200 to 157, so you're down 43 pounds so far. Yeah, no, so it's going in the right direction for sure. It's pretty superstar. You're like LeBron James in the, in the group, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'm not good at taking compliments. <laughs> good. Sorry. Good. It's good practice. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I excited that we get to chat about your journey and how it went for people to have an idea, like, you no, know, how you've been able to lose 43 pounds, what that was like for you. Um, I always like to kickstart with a little background, right? Yep. On on the members, simply because there's always an expectation that potentially people have less on their plate, and that's why they were able to transform. And mm-hmm. realistically, you have a full life. And that is not all you did, you know, over the course of the past few months. Yep. And so do you mind giving a little background as to who you are, what you do and kind of what brought you to, sure. to be with us? Sure. Boy, that could take the whole hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to. Uh, so I'm not sure how far back to go. Um, I'll start with my age. I'm 61 turned 62 this year. Um, and I worked, I'd say about half my life. I worked, um, my training is in microbiology, uh, master's in that, worked for a small company when we lived on the West Coast, testing food and drinking water. And we moved to Northeastern Pennsylvania and I worked for a Fortune 500 company, um, testing everything, finished product, raw materials, wastewater, you know, you name it. I just, we were, mm-hmm. I worked in all the labs there um, and did that for a number of years until I've got two children, um, and my youngest, I want to say I was in about second or third grade and was struggling a bit. So at that point, I talked to my husband. We're like, I think one of us shouldn't be working, <laughs> either you or me. And we made the decision that I would uh, cut back on working. Um, so even though I stopped working then, uh, I've been busy all the time. Mm-hmm. I just would start volunteering at the school and did stuff in the community and stuff. So I've always been busy. Um, anyway, now move ahead um, to about 10 years ago, uh, I had a cancer diagnosis it came about um, inadvertently. It took a while for them to actually diagnose it. And then mm. when that happened, they found two for the price of one. So I had both ovarian cancer and uh, unrelated non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, which was a fluke that they found it, found them both early. And I'm here to prove that, you know, if early detection and Mm-hmm. listening to your symptoms and being persistent with doctors because I went to a number and said some things are happening and like no 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 that's not this area that's not that and they finally figured out what was going on yeah um so that kind of changed my path um as far as I, I can speak for myself you always wonder did I do something that caused it um and so and I learned someone introduced me to the China study and I started learning about whole food plant-based and just kind of shifted my whole approach to how I was eating because I thought, well, I've had 50 good years, but they weren't that good because I ended up with two kinds of cancer. Um, and I was the healthy one in the family typically. And so, um, I started that whole food plant-based journey. Um, I'd say about 90% consistent. There were times where I would be with friends and I would get something to eat at a restaurant or they cook something special. And I just, I ate whatever they made, that kind of thing. Um, so I've kind of been doing that for the last 10 years. And then two years ago, well, not quite two years ago, my sister was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Um, Her outcome was not as good. She passed away about two years ago. She had it for about a year and a half, two years. Um, And I was her Mm -hmm. primary caregiver for a good chunk of the end. Um, We were on the phone daily. She lives in Connecticut or lived in Connecticut. I'm in Kentucky. And um, we were on the phone daily. Uh, it was really rough for her going through it during COVID because she was isolated so much. So we spent a lot of time on the phone and I would visit her whenever I could. Um, and then her last three months, I was with her 24 seven. And I know what you've been through and it's it's not easy having a loved one go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so after all that happened, both my in-laws and my parents decided it was time to move to assisted living. So we spent the next six months getting both of them situated, 
emptying out two homes that had over 50 years of stuff. So I was pretty exhausted by the end of that about a year ago. a lot of stuff. (laughs) And and I've been always struggling with my weight. I've always been healthy. I've always been super active. Um, I did have to get my knees replaced. I was an athlete when I was younger and probably picked the two worst sports in the worst positions. I was a setter for volleyball and a catcher for softball. So um, had done my knees in. And that was about four years ago. Um, Long story short, after parents were settled, my sister had passed, I said, all right, things have calmed down for a bit. I need to take care of myself. And so that's when I really stepped up. I was walking all the time. I was swimming all the time. I was doing yoga. I was riding my bike and my weight wasn't changing at all. It was very frustrating. And I've, um, follow a bunch of people on Instagram and on YouTube. And I listened to some things with chef AJ and that's where Mm -hmm. I found out about you. I was never, never occurred to me to like find a coach or look something up. Um, and so when you did, I don't know if it was your first interview or not, but an interview with her and it was like, you were talking to me, you just described me to a T I'm like a perfectionist. I put everybody else first before myself. I don't ask for help just all those kinds of things. Um, And so I kind of went out on a limb. I didn't know who you were. I listened to a few Instagrams. You sounded genuine. And I thought, I talked to my husband. I'm like, this guy sounds like the real deal. And he's talking about me (laughs) as far as I'm kind of healthy. I'm eating healthy, but I'm not losing the weight. And um, so he says, try it. So I tried it. So it kind of got us to here eventually. Well, 43 pounds later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and going, I think it's two more probably when I weigh in this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Going in the right direction. Um, now what maybe some people might say, Oh, you're retired. You've got all the time in the world. Well, I am retired and my husband retired about three years ago. Um, and ever since he retired, he doesn't know what to do with his free time, which I knew was going to happen. I have no problem <laughs> filling a day. Um, so we travel all the time. We go camping a lot. Um, we just took a cruise. Well, we've done two cruises now. And then we're forever driving back east whenever we go back east to visit family because both our families are still there and yeah. a lot of our old neighbors. Uh, you know, it's a 12-hour drive and we always turn it into a week to 10 days to just see everybody we can see. Um, so I literally have been on this program but more than half of the time I haven't been home. We've kind of been on the road. And so it hasn't been entirely easy. Uh, a lot of planning has to go into it. So yeah, got us there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I would say to folks, you know, my, I have obviously the obvious reasons are I want to be healthy. Um, And for 10 years, I've been preaching to my family and my friends about, you need to change the way you eat. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I didn't look like the person I'm describing because I was 200 pounds and, and preaching just wasn't getting me anywhere. It's very frustrating. And so Mm. I thought, well, I need to just live by example. And then now that they've seen me trimming down and having even more energy than I already did, they're, they're starting to ask questions and they're starting to make little tweaks to their lifestyle. So it's, it's working finally that I'm impacting, you know, my immediate family and the loved ones. Yeah. Oh, so many things I want to say to that. So first I off, know, I, I, <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing about your sister and it made me teary a little bit because um, it's going to be two years that Jen passed away in like three or four days. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I didn't know that soon. Okay. Yeah, so it's coming up. So it's maybe a little bit teary eye. But yeah, um, I'm happy that we connected on that front because not everyone can understand what it's like to be a caregiver, especially to be a caregiver full time. It's really yeah. challenging, um, not necessarily physically, but emotionally, psychologically. It's it's a lot. It's all of those things. Yeah. 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 I, I slept on the floor in the room that she was in. You know, I was there all the I time. I get it. So, you know, you just, but yeah. you do it. If there's no one else could do it. So I was fortunate that I did have the time to do it. Yeah. And you're grateful that you've had that time that you did sure. it. Right? Yeah. No. And I, I was happy to be there for her. I would have much rather been on vacation with her and not have the diagnosis, but it, mm-hmm. it is what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so that transition to plan base came out of the diagnosis and wanting to become better, be healthier. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that. Like once you started basically not say a leading by example, cause you were eating this way before it just, your mm-hmm. body wasn't changing. Right. But you know, people are visual, right? We can, we can preach all we want and it's be- a lot better to be the walking billboard for like, Hey, this is what whole food plant-based can look like. And then people start to yeah. ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, because you were eating whole food plant-based before you came into the program and the weight mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily moving the way that you wanted to, even though you're being right. active, you're eating healthy. There's a lot of people that 
can relate to that, right? The reason why mm -hmm. I share that in the interview with Jeff AJ is because I've had a ton of members come to me for the same things. Like I'm eating healthy. I'm exercising. Why is my body right. not changing? Exactly. So yeah. What, what was different? Um, and obviously I know how I know why, but for you, <laughs> what, what have you noticed that was different in your nutrition prior and then coming into the program that you think was the reason why you're able to drop the weight and, and see some progression. I, there's definitely two key components that are different than what I was doing before. Um, the first was, uh, eating a lot more protein. Um, I've always would have some tofu, some tempeh, um, occasionally a smoothie, but not usually with protein powder. Um, so definitely increasing the amount of protein because everywhere I read, you don't need enough, you don't need to add protein. You know, you get enough protein from the vegetables that you're eating and the foods that you're eating. Mm. Um, so that was a big change. And then the other is um, doing some weight training. Uh, I've Even with all the sports I played in high school and college, we never went to a weight room. It was always just running sprints, you know, running up and down the hill, jumping up and down, maybe sitting against the wall. And that was the extent of it. It was just playing the sport. It was any training that I, formal training that I ever had. So I wasn't introduced to it ever. And mm -hmm. so that was a big change just to do things. And I did it at home because I wasn't comfortable going to a gym necessarily. I would go, I would do like a water class all the time and I swim often, but yeah. never use the machines. And so uh, those were really the only things that changed. Um, so was this actually like your first time doing resistance training and strength training when you started with the program? Formerly like that. I mean, I used to do a ton of push-ups in volleyball, which was yeah. very humbling when, when my first week I had to do push-ups and couldn't do them anymore. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of stopped after I played volleyball till I was done with my first trimester. So I played like my whole life. And then once the kids came, the kids came and I just took care of them. So, you know, if I had them in a backpack or had them on the back of the bike, I was riding them around or doing something, but no more push-ups or anything other than daily living things. Yeah. So how, how was it for you to, to start strength training and what are the differences that you saw in your body? Um, well, the first two days was like the first day of tryouts. I was really sore. It was yeah. a rude awakening, but I, I remember like, right, tryouts. Those are tough. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, it's like you try and find the least amount of stairs to get into the house because everything's sore. It wasn't yeah. that bad, but there was definitely things got woken up that had not been being used in a long time. Um, but it, it got better. That that didn't take that long. And I, my body would start to adjust. And I, of course, because I was new to it, I didn't recognize right away that like every four weeks I was getting new exercises. I had the same exercises to do for about a month and then it would change up. And I was realizing after two or three months of doing this pattern that by the fourth week, everything was a whole lot easier. Like I couldn't believe how quick there was that adaptation by my body that, you know, I probably wasn't doing full pushups by the end of four weeks, but I'm doing them now no problem so mm -hmm. it's been probably seven months maybe around that time yeah um so that that part was um not bad and i was surprised I, I would say how little amount of time it took me to do the workouts compared to the amount of time i used to be doing because mm -hmm. i would and i still do i'll go walk for an hour or two if it's nice in the morning um just because I'll put on my ear things and just listen to a podcast and walk. And it's just nice to be outside. But I was also going to like aquafit classes, probably two, four, six, sometimes eight times a week. So that was like eight hours of getting in the pool and moving around doing stuff, um, swimming three times a week, doing some yoga on my own and nothing was happening. And then mm -hmm. I kind of cut back on all of that, except for maybe a little less walking and just was doing 30 minutes of exercise with a little bit of stretching before and after. And that was it. It was like, holy cow, things are starting to get loose. <laughs> the scale yeah. is starting to change. And I, I couldn't believe it. I still don't believe it really, except for that I can't wear most of my clothes anymore because they're too loose. Yeah, so that's I'm a good problem. Wearing good a problem. brand new shirt I just got on vacation that's a size medium that I haven't bought a medium since I was, you know, in my 20s. <laughs> so it's uh, that's feeling. awesome. That's yeah, a good it's win. It's crazy. I, you know, I still look in the mirror and I see who I thought I was seeing. And I, I know it's not true because I'm fitting in clothes completely differently. So it's definitely changed. Yeah, it, it is. I think it's psychologically challenging to accept that you can do less and get better results, right? It's kind of counterintuitive, at least the way we're programmed. You got to work, work, work and work hard and exhaust yourself. And you really don't, <laughs> which is 
which is nice. So I have no excuse not to get my workouts done. It's four times a week I signed up for and I can do it any time of the day. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon. Um, I am trying a new challenge. I talked to my coach and I'm going to start going to the gym for the first time next week and using well, some awesome. real equipment. So I can't say I'm terrified, but I'm intimidated because it's easy to do the bands and stuff in the basement, but I'm kind of at the 50 pound band for a lot of the exercises and, and they're getting easy by the end of, I can still do them all. I'm not tired by the end. So it's like, I need to step it up. Yeah. So I well, can reach that point. Genuinely, you're going to see even faster results by you going to the gym because a 50 pound band is only 50 pounds. So it's full stretch. Right. And so right. the point where it's looser, there's no, there's no tension there on the muscle anymore. And so now it'll be a constant tension on the muscle when you're doing it. Um, I think you've built a good repertoire of how to perform the exercise that you'll mm -hmm. have, you'll have, you'll have good confidence going into, you'll look at a machine like, okay, this is for this. I know how to contract this muscle. It's the same with bands. Um, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll do great. <laughs> well, and, and the app is super helpful because I can look at the little videos because mm -hmm. I don't always know the exercise by name, but I just watch the video and I see like they're holding their hands this way and they're doing that. And it's like, oh, I can just copy what they're doing. So I'll figure it out once I figure out where the machines are or where the weights are and what I need to do. Yeah. Be a little and trial I, and error, but I'll get there. And yeah, you can always film a video of yourself and send it our way that we can give you yeah. some feedback on it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you came in, I was looking at this, your goal was to lose an overall 60 pounds, you're 43 mm -hmm. pounds, you're 17 pounds in, um, you have more than enough time left on the program with us. And especially if you're going to hit the gym, it's going to go even faster. Like it's, it's a genuine difference Which when you I'm go from band to for, weights. Cause I never knew about reverse dieting till I learned about this program and how that all works. And like, I, I can't wait to get there because <laughs> I want to be able to eat more. Yeah. Not that I'm not eating enough. I mean, I really, there's only a few days where I'm like, I'm just going to have a snack cause I'm really hungry. But, um, but I do like today, I kind of wanted to go for a bike ride because it was 70, which is very unusual this time of year. But yeah. I already did a long walk and I did my workout. I'm like, I'm also going to be too tired if I go for a bike ride. So I can't wait to be eating more and be able to do it more. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're, you're at the tail end of the cut now. So yeah, yeah, energy is and the food is a little bit more challenging than at the start. Yeah. Uh, but you'll see for reverse dieting. And um, if you listen to some of the other episodes, like the past few that came out with members that are going through reverse dieting. It's also psychologically challenging to go through it because again, it's counterintuitive to be like, and we're going to eat more food, but not put on weight <laughs> over right. the course of the next three to four I'm months. I'm just yeah. trusting the process. You've done it enough. And I've heard enough people talk about it. It's like, I'm trusting that you figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. So have... far and, and I, and I'm proving that because I also, with my cancer diagnosis and surgery, they took all my parts out. So I had surgical menopause at age 50. So I'm a classic postmenopausal woman that can't lose weight. And I kind of can show not only can I lose weight, it wasn't that hard when you do the right stuff. So yes, but having the right strategy in place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you, was there actually, I like that. What are the things that have come up throughout the program that potentially have been challenges that most people wouldn't deal with that you've had to overcome? So obviously travel was yeah. one of them. Um, I think that the travel, it just requires me to plan before we go. So if, if we're doing, we've gone camping where we're camping for like six weeks. And so I can, that's a long I time to camp. Hmm? That's a long time to camp. Oh yeah. It's awesome. I mean, well, we, we, our daughter lives in Colorado now. And so we try and go at the end of um, August or so, and then stay for like six weeks. And the weather mm -hmm. there is always nice it, it rains if it rains it rains for an hour or two and then it's dry again so it makes it nice for camping so we do do a lot of hiking and stuff but to do that um i don't have my giant refrigerator well i don't have a giant refrigerator but i don't have refrigeration so it's cooler prep and so anyway before we even go on a trip like that i try and measure out all the dry ingredients for all the recipes that i'm going to be using for the whole time and then um you know, work from there. There's always a grocery store within a certain number of miles. So I can go shopping once or twice a week and just keep all the fresh stuff. So it's doable. It just requires a lot of planning. And then yeah. same thing, like we just went on the cruise um, and I brought protein powder with me to have with oatmeal every morning. And I brought protein bars to eat in the middle of the day. And I brought extra protein powder to make a plain smoothie. So I made sure I got all my protein because they, even though they might have vegan meals and vegan options, it's never like 
steamed or cooked tofu. It's always just, you know, steamed veggies or some clean looking rice or some of that kind of stuff. So um, again, it's just kind of planning ahead. Yeah. It's very, very rarely high in protein when you are to be on a cruise ship or go to a restaurant. Usually it's like really, really low. Um, Would you see, would you have seen yourself, you know, five years ago being, bringing protein powder on a cruise ship? No, I've never done that. I, I would um, eat healthy always. That was never a problem, but I would never bring protein powder with me now. And even like some of, sometimes they would have like a tofu dish, but the amount of tofu was so minuscule. Yeah, just the servings that you might get, you know, or something with tofu, but it, tofu is sort of like an accent. It's not really the main course, even though it might be in the main meal. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people use the fact that they're traveling as a reason as to why they can't eat healthy and they can't prepare all of their food. And obviously you've managed to, to, to make it happen. So besides mm-hmm. pre-weighing some of the dry ingredients, what are the other things that you've done to ensure that you were on track with your nutrition and your exercise? Because ultimately you're in the woods in a tent. Yeah. Um. Well, I would bring, I brought my bands and I brought like some light weights so I, and, I, and a yoga mat so I could do the stuff. So sometimes it was like using a tree because I didn't have poles. Our tent isn't that strong to like yeah. pull against or do that sort of thing. I know one time we went to a playground because I needed to do some vertical pull downs with the thing and I needed something, you know, there weren't trees nearby where we were, but there was a playground. So, you know, I just found what I could use in the environment to, um, modify and do that the other thing i learned after (laughs) the first week of hiking and getting used to altitude is i really need to do my workout before we go hiking because i was exhausted by the end of the day and it's like i still haven't going to do my workout and i did it but um so now if i'm with like my husband or sometimes when my son comes along i'm like i'm going to do my workout first and then we're going to go do whatever we're doing for the day so i really have shifted that that is a priority that's like identify with that now that's kind of what's keeping me on track is if I'm going to start cutting back on the workouts, then things aren't going to be changing anymore. I'm going to go back to where I was, where everything was static. So. Yeah. Um, so how did you manage to do workouts when you didn't feel like doing them? Was there ever, ever any of those moments? Uh, <clears throat> every day. No, no, it's not <laughs> <that one. laughs> uh, um, I just do it. I know there's no excuse. It, it doesn't take more than an hour. If I even took my time in between every exercise and, and did all the warm ups and full stretching, which I always do anyway, but it never takes more than a whole hour. So a lot of times mm-hmm. I would just go in the basement, turn on the TV, or I would listen to a podcast that I missed from a group call and just be distracted by that. And before I know it, I'm stretching, I'm done with the workout and I've got through it. So I just do it. It's not right. It's, it sounds so simple to say, but <laughs> I try to understand people just do it. I, now, <laughs> now I would be lying if I say there aren't days where I haven't done it because sometimes there's just so much going on that I don't have time to do it. But what mm-hmm. I do do, which is learned is I shift it to the next day. So I move yeah. it and I say, so, so maybe like, well, this week I just had, we did our cruise and I caught COVID for the first time last week. So last first week, I time since COVID started. Yeah. I thought hey, I you lasted a long time. <laughs> I did. And then I didn't. So, um, so last week I really had to take it easy. I was still coughing a lot and I definitely didn't want COVID to get worse. Mm-hmm. Monday, I still was testing positive. I was feeling better, but I'm like, I really don't want to push, but I want to get back into exercising. So I just shifted it and I started my Monday exercises on Tuesday. I mean, I just gave myself another day. I mean, I've done that before in previous weeks. We might have a travel day where we're leaving on Friday. So I I do two on Thursday or I would just go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off to accommodate the travel. So I just like the flexibility that the app allows me to shift it. So I'm not like deleting it. I'm just pushing it to when it works in my own schedule. And then I don't feel like, oh, I missed my workout today. I just like, no, I'm doing it tomorrow. Let me get everything done today that I need to do. So I I work with it that way. And that's a great logic. And uh, unfortunately, not everyone sees it that way. Some people, if it's a sign on a Wednesday, it's like it has to happen on a Wednesday or else I can never, you know, God forbid, do the workout a different day. But when you think of it, if you have seven days in a week and you're doing four workouts, you have three opportunities to move them if ever it doesn't work for your schedule. Yeah. And and there have been those days, like it seems like everywhere we drive where it's at least 12 hours. And so I know nothing's going to happen those days. So if I know that's happening, I've even taken some of that Friday workout or Monday workout or whatever day we're driving and start doing some of it in the previous days, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm making sure it's all getting done. Yeah. So I, that, that's one thing I won't compromise on. I know I need to do it. Cause that was the one, one of the two things that changed that the protein, like I've got to do, it's not asking me to do too much of some basic weight training. 
Yeah. And ultimately it's paying off because your body's transforming yeah. and it's yeah. falling off. Yeah. And it's fun. Like now I've shed enough of my outer layer when I like walk by the mirror in the bathroom, I'm like flexing my muscles because I can see them again. So yeah. It's good. I mean, it's kind of cheesy. I love but... that. <laughs> it's such a common thing for everyone. I do it. You, every every member on a podcast, I said it at one point. Oh, that's funny. You walk in yeah. the mirror, you catch a reflection. You're like, oh, yes, I look good. This is great. Yeah, because I used to not like to look at it. And now I don't mind so much anymore. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see some of the old me. It's finally coming back. So, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. Well, yeah. I'm excited for you to, you know, 17 pounds away. And I think you have like two, three, like two, three months left with us. Like that's going to come off with the strength training at the gym. That's going to speed mm -hmm. it up even more. And then reverse dieting, which is going to be really magical for you to eat a it's going to be a lot of food, Anne. Just genuinely. I will have no problem eating a lot of food. Yeah. <laughs> Even the amount of volume that we eat, I have no problem. And I, you've heard me on group calls where I talk about the smoothies that I make, where I just basically yeah. take everything from, from the refrigerator and shove it in there if I want to use stuff up. And I save everything. I save the stems from the kale and the tops from the radishes. And I just freeze it all and just cram it all in my smoothies. So, yeah, I have no problem getting volume in. Okay, good. So, then you're going to have yeah. a good time with the reverse dieting. <laughs> which um, is great motivation to do this last phase, last bits. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was, how was the nutrition for you um, in terms of compliance and like food choices and, and quantity? Like how, how did you handle all of that? Cause obviously when you go in deficit, you slowly have to decrease the amount of food mm -hmm. that you eat. Yeah. Um, but whole food plant-based allows you to get more volume than traditionally you would get if you were non whole food plant-based. Yeah. So how was that process for you of going through the, the, the deficit over time? Um, I, I don't think it was at uh, first, I have to give a shout out to coach Sarah. I think she's just a wizard with coming up with her recipes because you, because there is so much volume, I really am satiated almost every time, unless I've done a lot in a day and I've just burnt so many calories that I'm physically hungry. And mm -hmm. sometimes on those days, I'll just make a piece of toast or make some avocado toast. And just, it's like, I know it's going to be a couple hundred calories, but I need it. And it's, yeah. it's never impacted. It's like one piece of toast with avocado on it over the course of a week is not going to throw my diet off. Yeah. Um, so no, the, the, the recipes are great because there is so much volume so that in fact, in the beginning, I'd be like still eating and eating. And, and my husband and son are like, are you still eating? They're like, why don't you just stop? I'm like, no, I have to eat it all. And, and I did, like, I made sure I would get it all in. Um, so that, that wasn't a problem. Um, and I think because I had already done the shift to whole food plant-based and I wasn't doing much um vegan junk food mm -hmm. i didn't have the cravings that a lot of people might have those first couple of weeks because i had already dropped yeah. eating a lot of sugar stuff and i drink very rarely you know it'll be a glass of wine once every month or something so it's there were a lot of things i didn't have to give up um to start doing and i decaffeinated myself years ago because i used to drink too much caffeine and then i couldn't sleep and then i needed to wake up and i'm like just cold turkey years ago when i was working and like this is ridiculous i need sleep and i need less caffeine so yeah. So I already made a lot of those changes. Um, so that wasn't too, too much of a challenge. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So ultimately the only thing that was missing for you is literally just a change in structure that made it a bit yeah. more efficient with your exercise. And, and and probably, I mean, obviously the proportions, cause I never counted calories. So I was eating a much bigger bowl of oatmeal most mornings, um, probably eating, you know, sweet potatoes or potatoes would be plain, but again, more than I would eat now because I am restricting my calories, um, that, mm. that sort of thing. Were uh, you doing kind of the, the whole food plant-based movement where it was eat as much as you want, as long as it's whole food plant-based? Pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Yeah. You, and so, yeah, that does make a difference because from what you just said, and it's naturally like that for everyone. If we tell you eat as much as you want, as long as it's whole food plant-based, I'm going for sweet potatoes, dates, bananas, the stuff that's mangoes. I'm going for like good tasting, high calorie foods. <laughs> like I'm not craving tofu. I'm not craving tempeh or I'm craving the good stuff. Right, um, right. So naturally the composition of your meals is very different, right? It'll yeah, taste great, but super right. high calories, very minimal protein. Yeah. I would do a lot of um, vegan recipes that might use like a cashew sauce and that yeah. kind of stuff. So, you know, with the nut sauces, it's definitely gonna have a lot more calories everything tasted yeah. great that's how i could get the family to eat stuff but uh that wasn't serving me the full purpose that i needed yeah and, and ultimately i want to add that also for for the people listening because a lot of people mm -hmm. do whole food plant base um that came from from chef aj and it's uh, eat as much as you want as long as it's whole food plant base mm -hmm. i want to say there's nothing wrong with that 
it will make you healthy, right? right? It will yeah, make and you I healthy, was healthy, right? Right. Just... For sure, it'll make you healthy. Um, is it the best thing when it comes to having a specific body composition look? No, because you saw the difference. You're eating over plant based, but now we swap protein and just a bit more of an awareness on your calories yeah. through the meal, through the recipes you were right. making, and then weight started melting off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy how it's those couple changes made such a difference. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we're not too far off, right? Just like a few degrees right. to the side and then bam, the body is, we're giving it what it needs basically to achieve that, that right. shift in body right. composition. Um, so I'm curious when, when you started in the program, was there mm-hmm. any um, concerns, apprehension? Because like, like you said, you f- saw me on chef AJ, you saw a few of my videos on this mm-hmm stranger online that is saying beautiful <laughs> things about nutrition and training. <laughs> was there anything that came up for you? Um, I'm not sure how to answer that question. I, <laughs> it just was like a leap of faith for me because the, the last coach I had was in college, you know, for playing volleyball. So I've never yeah. hired a coach. I wish I listened to one of your podcasts about having a coach to get your children to sleep. I wish I had that when they were little because they didn't neither of them slept till they started first grade. Um, so definitely for the young parents, hire a coach the minute you aren't able to get your kids to sleep. Um, it just never occurred to me that that was an option. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and I really, I had an Instagram account and if you look at the pictures I've posted, there's probably like a dozen from my garden. Like I'm not, I'm not into the whole social media stuff. I'm not on Facebook. I, I don't do any of that stuff. So this is a huge leap to do kind of an online coaching program and even be in this space, you know, to be posting things to the tribe and doing those sort of things is completely new for, for me, for doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And obviously the next question, was it worth it to kind of make that leap of faith? Okay. (laughs) For sure. For sure. No, no, I have zero regrets. Um, yeah. And I just kind of not entirely knowing what I even signed up for. I'm just amazed at the access that we have to you, to the coaches, whether it's just like a quick text on the app or through the group calls that are a couple times a week or, you know, a personal call we do with your coach individually. So there's, if ever there's a question, it gets answered, you know, not Mm -hmm. in person, but, you know, we're seeing each other on the screen or I get it right away if I text, you know, the coach, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it brings me actually a good question is like, out of the tools that you got access to when you came into the program, like what were the ones that you found the most useful that you got the most value out of? Uh-huh. Um, well, for the exercises, I already mentioned, it's having the little videos that show you each exercise and how to do it. Um, Cause yeah. for me coming from only knowing basic exercises, that was just tremendous. And then I think just all the different recipes that it's, you have the flexibility to use, you get, like two sets that are good for the month and you can do it in any order you want, you know, as long as you kind of keep it within the week. Cause I think Sarah plans it for the week. And then you can do the first one, one week, the next one, the next week, or do two in a row, however, but it gives enough variety from week to week and month to month that I liked it. <laughs> Excuse me. Just getting a sampling of everything and they're not hard to do recipes. It doesn't take long. I know the beginning took me a lot longer to food prep just because it was a whole new concept. I, I used to just make a meal that would last for a day or two and then just repeat, find something else to make. And then now I do for, if I'm actually home for two weeks, I'll get 14 containers and pre-measure out all the powders and stuff I need for my smoothies. And I'll get 14 containers and measure out all my oatmeal and everything that goes in it. So, so it's a no brainer for two of my meals, you know, each day. And mm-hmm. then usually I'll meal prep like on Sunday and Wednesday. So I'm only cooking twice a week now and it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah. So I got a lot better at that than in the beginning. It seemed like it took me half the day to do, you know, three days worth of recipes just cause it was, it was like, I was, I was like the type A let's measure everything and weigh it. And now I'm kind of eyeballed. It's like, that's a pot. That's yeah. enough. Squish it to either side. You got comfortable. it in my containers. <laughs> I did. And I'm like, I'm going to eat it all week anyway. It doesn't matter if I have a little bit more in today's and a little less in tomorrow's. Exactly. It all equals out. So it, it took me a while to get my head there that it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be exact. And now that I've kind of got there, I'm just a little bit more, a lot more relaxed with, with the whole cooking and the food prep. Yeah, I think you have a better understanding of how nutrition functions, right? So it's a it's a weekly thing. So if you have a bit more lentils on one dish, 
but overall you cook the whole thing for the week. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, 50 grams extra in one container versus the other, you're going to end up eating all of it anyways. Right. And, and I mean, you, you guys always are saying, you know, just consistency compounds and, you know, if you have trouble with one meal, it's like we'll eat out for dinner once in a while and it's not the perfect vegan meal. I mean, it's vegan, but it's not the perfect healthy vegan meal. It's like, it's not going to blow six months worth of work. It just means, all right, I probably had a lot more salt in it and had a lot more fat in it. It's going to take a day or two and it's all going to balance out again. So I don't, I don't even bother weighing myself for a day or two because I would probably freak out because like, oh, you can't physically gain two pounds from one meal. So no. I, I've, you know, but all that kind of help that you guys have given in preparing for going to restaurants and stuff has made it so that I can enjoy eating out might not be the most delicious, but I'm enjoying the company and all my friends are used to me. They've been dealing with me for years. So they, in fact, yeah. they usually find stuff on the menu before me, before even looking for themselves. They're like, Hey, there's this, you can have that, you know? And I'm like, that's awesome. I might not have found that or thanks. I already found that, but yeah, very helpful. Now I don't stress about it. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, especially since you're a fat loss phase, like your calories do get less and less as you progress along. So your, your food options, as you go to a restaurant tend to be less because you have less calories, less calories to play with. Right. But when you go through a reverse dieting, then it's the opposite to be aware of because then you're like, Oh my God, I have to eat so much food. I can have this thing now, but this is like, you know, cause we don't do fake meat in the program for people listening, right. but like, this is a, like a beyond burger with fries. I can afford to have this in my calories. And then, you know, you tend to go for the more calorie dense option because you can't. So it's about like controlling yeah. yourself a bit as you have access to being able to eat more food. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I can't wait to eat like two pieces of avocado toast. <laughs> Whereas now it's not, it's just like a little sliver. And it's funny because the stuff I want to, I can't say it's binge on, but when I really, if I'm hungry and I want a snack, it's usually just plain rice cakes. It's, it's not even like good junk food, but like I know it's not going to cost me anything so I just have a healthy snack and move on and drink some seltzer water or often I'm like oh I forgot to have my smoothie today it might be a day where I'm not working out and uh, I'm like oh well no wonder I'm hungry I haven't had my smoothie or I didn't drink all my water or it's four o'clock and I forgot to eat lunch today because I've been running around all day so then I always make sure I eat my meals and everything and if I still feel like I'm hungry after that then then I'll make myself a snack yeah, and then cucumbers. by then it's usually I'm good cucumber salt and pepper is my go-to when i'm cutting and i'm hungry oh. it's barely any calories in there good to know <laughs> i'm yeah. gonna eat it in a couple of weeks probably uh, with nutritional yeast on top of it uh, i do like nooch yeah i use that on yeah. stuff. salt pepper nooch and like like if you have a cucumber you th it's probably like i can't remember it's like probably 30 calories or something for the whole cucumber it's very very minimal right so we don't i don't really count it towards the calories it's mainly water but you, mm -hmm. if you cut it really thinly, like you can get a big platter of cucumber slices and then you just yeah. munch on those as like chips. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that would be good. And I, I enjoy the cucumbers. I like the English ones have a nice crisp, crisp to them. So. Yeah. yeah. You get very creative when you get low in calories with your nutrition, like how you yeah. can add volume, how you can add flavor. Like your brain goes to a very interesting place. <laughs> Fortunately, I haven't reached that point yet. So far, it's been good. And I do like things like mushrooms, and I just put extra greens in everything if I'm sauteing stuff. So it's, I usually bulk it up to begin with. So I'm pretty full by the time I'm done with my meals. Yeah. Yeah. It's ultimately volume is the name of the game, especially when it comes to cutting. And as you do yeah. the reverse diet, then it'll be focusing, like, then you can have a bit more avocado, a little bit more like nuts and seeds because it takes mm -hmm. up more of your calories for less volume. Um, because it, yeah. it becomes challenging if you focus on volume as you reverse diet like you're gonna be sitting down to eat for a while yeah that'll be too much volume i do remember one of the earliest recipes when i was like at the starting calories and it was like a whole cauliflower roasted and that just was like so much at once yeah <laughs> but now now i really don't think it's a problem but i do remember i think coach texting coach nicole and i'm like really couldn't that have been a lunch and not a dinner or something like that it just was too much at the end of the day it was a dinner but that's yeah. all worked out i'm i'm used to the food <laughs> yeah your stomach gets your stomach gets used to it and a big part is um, most people find that it's too much food when we start them off for their fat mm -hmm. loss phase because if we start lower well great like you'll be potentially a normal level of hunger especially with the types of food we make you eat but then six months down the line, when we have to create more deficit, like we don't have a lot of wiggle room and it becomes yeah. unhealthy. So we're trying to start everyone as high as possible that 
theoretically and where they're at and what their body can handle. Um, so that we have wiggle room for a few months down the road mm-hmm. versus like an immediate reward of like seeing massive weight loss in the first month. But then in six months, you know, you, we have to make you like a thousand calories, which we would never do. Yeah. No, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would not be enough. I would, <laughs> I'd be snacking all the time. Be a lot yeah. of cucumbers. <laughs> hey, understandably. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no. But, and it's been a gradual taper and I really, I think from start to finish, it's it's been maybe 500 calories, you know, over the course of six months, but it's been such a gradual taper that I, I really don't notice it, which is nice. Yeah. And that's where I go back to saying Sarah's a wizard because she just, you know, knows how to add the volume and add the flavor. And it's, it's all stuff I've cooked with before, but she's put things together. I've never tried. And it's like, Oh, I really like this. And it's so simple. So it's, it's been fun finding a lot of these nice, easy meals that are very filling and not a lot of calories. Yeah. And one thing you mentioned, I think is very important for, I'm um, also like, you obviously know this now because you've lived through it, but also for the people mm-hmm. listening, you mentioned about a 500 calorie deficit since you started, right? which equaled 43 pounds of weight loss. Yeah. So no, it's crazy. So yeah. when you look at like any online calculator, you go to any YouTube <laughs> channel, any other fitness people, they'll say, if you want to lose a pound a week, remove 500 calories per day. Mm-hmm. Right. We removed 500 calories over the course of six months. Then you lost 43 pounds. That's more than one pound a week. And and it was only a hundred at a time. You know, I think I started at 1900. Then I went to 1800. I mean, it was such a gradual change over a couple of months that it's really pretty negligible. Yeah. Yeah. And your, your body, that's the thing you, whatever you give your body, it'll get used to it. Mm -hmm. And so if we remove a big chunk of it, it'll get used to it as fast as possible. So it might as well maximize every single little decrease that we do to get the most out of them. Um, because what's the point to like, I hate starving, right? I hate just like you like hate being hungry at the end, right. a little bit of hunger here and there is, is okay. But to be hungry all the time, is just not fun. No, no. Cause then it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. So actually talk about sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I say, I always pride myself in, doing things sustainably for, for members and for every transformation. Um, so is the way that you're eating and the way that you're exercising seems sustainable for you, right? Moving, uh, once you're ready to go out of the program and genuinely the answer could, the answer could be no, right. Yeah. Fair mm-hmm. enough. I would, I would like a, an honest yeah. answer. Like what does this seem sustainable to you? Well, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing I won't do is cold showers every day. <laughs> Because I really told like them. <laughs> and, I, and I have to tell you, when you have a fever, a cold shower feels like ice cubes shooting at you. So they were very short during my fever phase of last week. Um, no, but really the way that it has me eating is is an, like, kind of a normal way to eat. So it, that part is very sustainable. I've always enjoyed having smoothies. So a smoothie a day is just an awesome way to get a lot of extra stuff in. Um and the meals, I love meal prepping, so I don't have to cook every day. So I like that I can do something that it might last two or three days for dinner or for lunch. I'll double up a recipe and that'll be my son's lunches for the week. You know, he's like, this is great. I don't have to do anything and he eats healthy. Um, mm-hmm. That part's very sustainable. Um, and the exercises uh, will be intimidating, but I already started a notebook where I'm writing down what I'm doing. So I'll have it kind of written because I won't have the app forever. And then I'll know what to do. So I'll know, do these for a couple of weeks, then change it up again, do something else for a couple of weeks, change it up again. So I kind of know the rhythm, I think, of, you know, how it's been working. So I don't see why I would stop because I think if I stop, I'll go back to my healthy blob self and I don't want to go back to there. <laughs> so yeah, it's That's the beautiful. same. Well, we also email you all of your workouts once you're done. Oh, that'll so be you- good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to write them down. Like we, yeah. we email you the whole PDF. So you have access to everything you've ever done with us. Okay. I'm kind of old school. It's easy to have paper and I, and the paper is nice when we're traveling. Cause I don't always have cell service to, to even use the app, which I, I've been able to find it almost everywhere till this two weeks ago. when we did this last trip and I didn't have it for a couple of days and I lost all of my steps. I had like a perfect record for a couple of things yeah. <laughs> and, and it's all gone back to zero, but, um, it's not the end of the world. That was just a number that was a check mark, you know, on an application. Yeah. So yeah, it, it uh, keeps tabs of your strikes for how many, like you've done your meditation for a certain amount of days, your workout, right. your cold exposure and all that. Yeah. So I haven't missed a cold exposure. I haven't missed a meditation and I've been reading every day since starting this program, which we're 
other than the cold exposure, I kind of was doing prior to already. So, but mm -hmm. I like that because of the check mark and the beauty of the app, it's, it has sort of reinforced that I want to do it every day, not that I have to do it. That's sort of become my identity that something's not complete if I didn't take some time for myself to do a little bit of something for myself. Because um, I will, things were going to get crazy again, and I'm going to be back east and taking care of somebody. And and now I kind yeah. of have a, a nice framework to have a healthy lifestyle and take care of people instead of just be like, well, everything is for you. I'll take care of you later. So. Um, Do you it definitely feel that... has been, I know it's cliche to say it's a mindset shift, but this wasn't like a lose weight program. It was a like, get kind of get your life in order and make yourself a priority. And this is how to do a program. I don't know. There must be less that, words. That to makes say me that. happy to hear. That makes yeah, me but happy it's to true. Hear. It's it just is. I just feel like I have got my confidence back. I'm a lot more assertive. If I feel like someone's going to compromise what I've done, mm -hmm. you know, they might be like, "Well, we're going to take you to a steakhouse tonight." I'm like, "Great! They always have potatoes and salad." You know, it's like I would not. That would not be my first choice to go to a place like that. Yeah, um, you know that sort of thing. So. I just am a lot more comfortable with my own skin than I was before starting this program. Well, that makes me happy to hear. You're seeing a lot of things that make me happy. Um, <laughs> do you do you feel like it's made you? Because ultimately, I feel like if you're a caregiver once, like that's naturally your energy. Because I don't think people mm -hmm. gravitate towards that mm -hmm. by themselves unless they have that in them. Um, do you feel like that's helped you become a bit more? of a better caregiver, potentially like as a partner or as a mom, like, have you noticed differences in those areas of life? Um, I guess so. I, I can't say absolutely. Uh, in fact, I probably have become a better caregiver in making my husband and son do more stuff for themselves, which ultimately Good. is teaching them to become more independent, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess because now I can kind of, I won't say I can coach people, but I can at least direct them to, if if they ask me questions, I can tell them some different resources or some, a different approach maybe. But I'm not preaching anymore. Now I only say stuff if people ask me, how'd you do it? What are you doing? Then I'll, then I'll tell them. And I say, well, yeah. these are the couple of things. I have one neighbor who's so funny. She Every time I walk by, she's like, how many? what's your number and she means how much pet weight have I lost because mm -hmm. she's kind of she's observed and she's like what are you doing what's changed I'm like I eat more protein and I exercise four times a week she's like no what are you doing and I'm like no that's <laughs> all I'm doing <laughs> she doesn't believe me so it's, it's kind of funny it sounds too simple to be true and we it, want always like a complex answer to justify why we're why we can't do it right it can't be this simple I know and I and I have another neighbor that when I'm not sick and stuff, um, I, she comes to one night class with me or like a water class is my, I can have her as a guest every week if I want. And, uh, she's like, you just keep losing weight and I'm working so hard and how come it's working for you and not for me. And I say, you got to change your diet a little bit, but you're doing everything else. Right. Cause she does do some weight training and yeah. it's like, no, it can't be that. <laughs> it, it's that simple. <laughs> it's too so. hard. It's too emotionally loaded to change nutrition for a lot of people. It's, and, and that's where I had, I can't say the easy, but I'm, I have that motivation. I've been through the cancer. I've had my knees replaced. I've, I've had a lot of life changes. I've been the caretaker. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that for anyone. I don't want my kids to ever have to do that for me. I want them to have a nice, healthy, long life. I would love to live into my nineties healthy, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I had a good 50 years before all that crap started and I, I'm like, I would like it to be better. I don't, I, I look at all four. We still have all four of our parents, my husband's and mine, and all four of them are not well. It's they're, mm -hmm. they're overweight. They have a bazillion medications they take morning and night. And it's, it's like, I don't want that for, I don't want it for them, but they're not going to change. So I don't want that for myself. And I don't want my kids to have to deal with that, you know, as we age, the age healthy into old age. Yeah, so. well, I think that's a big part that most people don't think of, right? We always think of things yeah. as an individual standpoint, but if you don't take care of yourself, then the people that love you will be forced to take care of you because yeah. you didn't take care of yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of selfish. So I, I don't, I know 
I think I heard Dr. Esselstyn say it. It's like most of what we all have is a foodborne illness. And it really is. A lot of the food that we're eating, whether it's the right or the wrong food or the wrong portions or proportions, um, so much of what I see in our families are preventable diseases that if they just changed a few things, they'd have a much better quality of life, but they just don't want to. And I can't, that's the hardest thing when you've got a loved one that doesn't want to change. So I just tell them I love them and, you know, yep. do what I can and bite my tongue, you know? And then they do, they're like, how much kale did you eat today? You know, they, they make jokes and my mom with her poor memory still will send me clippings from the New Yorker with cartoons making fun of kale and spinach and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So she remembers that I'm a vegan and eat healthy, but she refuses to change herself, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. It it is it is challenging to what well, I say that your your story of going through cancer and wanting to make these changes and having knee surgery, right? Like psychologically, most people change because there's a some form of pain that we're trying to not get back to, right? Right. Or to or to, to try to avoid. But if there's when there is pain, some people find comfort in that pain, right? You think of, I don't know if you ever had this, what would you use knees as an example, right? You probably mm -hmm. had some knee pain before you had your knee surgery. Oh, I could barely walk. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a point where when it starts, it's the most painful thing ever. And then as time passes by, you kind of get used to how painful it is. It just becomes the norm. Right. And some people choose to accept that as a norm and to never really do anything about it because they know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And to think of, to think of surgery, to think of changing the way that they eat seems like climbing Mount Everest. And so mm -hmm. the comfort of knowing how to deal with the pain is the most, it's the easiest path, the path of least resistance. And they choose to stay within that. Yeah. You, you make a good point. Um, uh, because I had had the knee pain for years, um, started with scoping because I had a torn meniscus and then, you know, just gradually becomes what it became, you know, bone on mm -hmm. bone and all that, um, to where I had like the you need new knees waddle where I just was walking. I had adjusted my gait. I had changed everything up to try and avoid having that pain. Yeah. Um, I could cycle, I could swim, but walking was agony. Um, so I missed out on family trips. My husband took the kids and they hiked out at Yosemite and they've done, you know, some other hikes. I was, I was missing out on living basically because of the pain, even though I was living with it, I wasn't living with it. Um, and I also Tolerating didn't want to get it done at a young age because it, it is kind of young to be I think I was 58 57 that's young you know most people are getting them in their 70s or 80s so but it just was like I can't wait 20 more years till I'm in my 70s to get my knees done so I did it yeah it was a setback it took a little while to get back from it but it didn't take that long I think because I was eating healthy so like even yeah. the doctor's like I was going to make you wait three months I'm only going to make you wait one month you know, between the two, he's like, he couldn't believe I was recovering so fast. I'm like, well, I eat a vegan healthy diet. He's like, oh, well, you could have told me that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's done both at the same time, you know, one of those kind of yeah. things. But so my recovery went very well, but I also did all the exercise I was supposed to do um, to, to yeah. go from that. But as far as anyone considering joint replacement, I have to tell you, it's been life-changing. I mean, I'm doing any, everything I want to do. I mean, my animal warm-ups that you have us do aren't to textbook. They're kind of funny looking because I can't do like the deep squat. So it's kind yeah. of comical. Yeah. If you ever want to do videos for people that can't do the full motion, you're welcome to use me. Okay. It's, um, <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> but, um, but now I've gone on backpacking trips now with the family. We did the whole Catalina Island trail. Mm. Um, you know, we go hiking in the Rockies now. I have no issues anymore with pain. You know, I might be fatigued, but nothing like it was before. So it's, it's just like, it's kind of given me another lease on life. I'm walking every morning. It's just couldn't have done any of that prior to that. So, yeah. Well, you have a very inspiring story, Anne. Um, and I think, you know, for, I was trying to, my, how my brain functions is how do I help more people? with whatever I learned with these podcasts or the people that yeah. are listening. And I think ultimately it just from the cancer diagnosis to switching nutrition to the knee surgery, to making a commitment mm -hmm. to do this, to losing 43 pounds, I think not to simplify too much, but it all just came to you having a willingness to do it and then taking action yeah. on it. Um, For sure. Yeah. But I think you guys have, you, you've just built this phenomenal program that is so supportive so that I love how it teaches you like you want people to fail a little bit because then you understand why you're having slip-ups or why 
something is happening or how you cope with, like I went into prior to having COVID in January and December, I had an abscessed tooth. And then I think I caught RSV, which I've never had before. So I had a horrible cold that lasted like three weeks and, yeah. you know, pain in my head that I've never had from a toothache before until they ended up having to take it out. They tried root canal and all that didn't work. So that was a six week torture of tooth pain and four rounds of antibiotics. But none of that freaked me out because you guys prepared me for the old win the next meal. It's like, it's, it's not going to be, I'm not going to keep losing weight at the rate I did because I just couldn't exercise at the rate I was, but it wasn't the yeah. end of the world. I maintained my nutrition. I did everything else that I could and knew that I would get back to where I am now this week, where it's like, I'm doing all my workouts again. I'm getting my walking in. My nutrition is still solid. And it's like, all right, back on track. I had a huge, after like six months of not too many misses, I had maybe seven weeks of missing it completely. And then now I'm back mm. on track, but it didn't, you prepared me for that long before I needed it thinking, ah, oh, it's not going to be me. I'm going to be one of your perfect people. And it didn't happen. There's no such perfect journey, which was good because that taught me a lot to not just feel sorry for myself because I'm sick. It's like, no, I've got a great menu of food to eat this week. Let's eat it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, don't slack off. I think progress is going to still happen. And it did. So. I don't yeah. Know. I appreciate you sharing that because there, there is, there is no perfect client. And I say this in a nice way. I love every member. No, I know um, what you mean. Right. Like life's going to happen. And I, I honestly think it's a disservice to a member if their journey goes smoothly, if they don't encounter any obstacles, if they just lose weight every single week, nutrition compliance is a hundred percent over three and drink compliance all the way through. Mm -hmm. And they never deal with a deal with any heartache. They never deal right. with going off track with the nutrition, having to move a workout, being sick, life emergency, because yeah. I think it's better to learn how to handle these scenarios within the context of a program where you have support versus if you have six months, eight months of perfection, and then you go on to the real world and you get thrown a little right jab to the face and then you can't work out for a week. And it's like, oh my God, am I going right. to be able to re-pick back up the habit? And you've shown that like, yes, you can, even yep. things door is door, there's certain things that you can control, like your nutrition until you yep. can work out again. Right, right. No. And I think the support that you guys offer is, is really amazing because I've seen you work with some of the other clients that really are struggling and you guys just bend over backwards to keep them on track or to help them figure out what's going on. And you, you just don't give up. You, like if we're failing, it's because we're failing ourselves. It's not because you guys aren't trying to make sure we succeed. So I've definitely yeah. seen that. Yeah. And, 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 and I want to shout out for coach Nicole, cause that's who I work with directly. She did the sweetest thing last week. Cause she knew I had COVID. I just texted her like, well, I finally caught it. Blah, blah, blah. And she like made my workouts disappear. She's like, you're not supposed to work out when you're sick anyway. And it just, it like took this, I wasn't going to work out anyway, but just to make it vanish from the app for a week. It was like, that was so like a vacation in house. <laughs> just like, just simple little things are so helpful. And then, you know, I said, all right, I'm feeling good. You can put it back in. Thanks. That was awesome. But just dumb little things like that uh, really continue to help me be successful. Yeah. Well, and it makes me happy to hear you've done absolutely amazing with your transformation. And this is just a start, right? I, I always say that there's two types of goal. There's a want, there's a need goal and there's a want goal. So the need <laughs> goal is to get you to a place where you feel comfortable in your skin. You're at a weight where you can be mobile and you have energy and you're feeling awesome. And then once you're done with that one, then it's the want goal, right? So for you, once you've lost the 60 pounds, you've reverse dieted, need yeah. is taken care of. Then want is like, what trip do I want to do with my partner? What mountain are we going to hike next? Like, what's the right. next thing we're going to do now that you don't have to carry an extra 60 pounds? And if you if you haven't done this yet, uh, we had a, um, a member talk about this in the last podcast. If you grab 43 pounds, put it in a backpack and go hiking, that's what you were carrying with you before. Oh, yeah, I've. I already felt that with my two 12 pound weights that it's like, Oh man, I've done that almost twice now. That is so much extra weight. I mean, I always knew the mathematics for like every pound is I forget now it was like seven extra pounds. pounds on every joint. I mean, it's yeah. some crazy, you know, um, it grows exponentially. So yeah, no, for sure. I can, uh, my body is thanking me <laughs> and I see it. Like I say, I was healthy, but I probably was borderline hypertensive. I mean, my mm -hmm. blood pressure would always be like 130 instead of 120. Now it's 120, no matter what I'm doing. It's, you know, that kind of stuff. My resting heart rate has dropped, you know, from what it used to be to what it is now. I never had a Fitbit. I got that for them to kind of keep track of my steps. Um, yeah. Just, 
you know, I'm just, there's, and my cholesterol is bananas. I forget. It's maybe it always was around 200. Now it's probably like 140. It's just oh. everything has really cleaned up and, you know, cleaned out. It's just working the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, again, this is it's just a start because once you lose the last 17 pounds, you reverse diet, then you're in a place where you don't have that um, little voice in the back of your head. It's mm -hmm. like, and you should eat this and you should start exercising or lose weight. You right. should try something different. It's yeah. really, it's a beautiful place to be when that little voice in the back of your head is just isn't there anymore. And you can just be you, know that you have a body that can accomplish the things that you want and mm -hmm. then just focus that energy elsewhere. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. And it, it really, it's freed up a lot of my time already. So I'm reading a lot more books than I was. It's just, it's giving me a lot more time, which I already had some time. So when we're home, I get a lot of stuff done. <laughs> and when we're away, we get a lot of stuff done too. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been good. I'm curious as your thoughts on that. Because originally when you came in, right, we talk <laughs> about fat loss, we talk about nutrition. How was yeah. it for you to see the cold exposure, the reading the books, the meditation, <laughs> the things that are on your daily to-do list? uh cold exposure i always knew about it i, I had um listened to huberman lab i know all the benefits of cold exposure it's yeah. just miserable though it's not i've never done the bath <laughs> i have jumped yeah. in cold lakes and rivers um i did bucket showers when we were camping so it'd be a cold bucket of water and there would be some days i'm like i'm just gonna let the bucket sit in the sun for an hour or two and then we'll do the cold bucket um you know i i did my best to stay track but it just doesn't feel good but it does feel good afterwards but when i'm in it yeah. never it never feels good um the water's just cold um the meditation is great um and i i love that you say even just a minute a day because i would often do 20 minutes a day but sometimes it's like that's just too much time that i have for today so mm -hmm. sometimes i can't say i cheat but i'll do a walking meditation while i'm walking so i'm kind of doing two birds at once and I'll listen to a guided walking meditation. It's like, all right, I've got some meditation done. I can always do another sitting quiet meditation later in the day, but it's done. I've always been a reader. My first job when I was 16 was working in a library all through college and grad school. I worked in libraries and that's libraries is what I did when I would volunteer when the kids were in school. So I've always yeah. been a reader. So that that's an easy. So, and I flip flop, I'll alternate. I'll read two or three murder mystery junkie books or whatever. And then two or three, not, not self-help books, but self-help books, you know, so, mm -hmm. so something more for the brain, something just that's kind of fun and silly to read. Um, so I've always done the reading, but I like that it is making, I can't say making me, but wanting me to make sure I do it every day. Cause I wasn't doing it every day with the reading. Now it's like, yep, yeah, I just need to give myself a few minutes permission to just sit, have some quiet time, read something for fun or read something to learn something. I do do that. Uh, but yeah, I love that the program is kind of just helping you be your better self. It's not, you know, it's, it's more than just a weight loss program. It's just, it just makes me maybe less of a dawdler or a procrastinator. I kind of get a lot more stuff done because I don't, yeah. I don't make excuses anymore. It's like, all right, I want to get this done. Let's just do it or break it down and get it done over the next couple of days or you know, I can't say I've got a full-blown ma massive action plan laid out, but I've got a massive to-do list laid out a little better for the year and start yeah. chipping away at those things. So it's definitely made me be a, I don't know, I did it fine when I was working because I never had time. And now that I have some time, I got in the habit of putting stuff off and I'm not in that habit so much anymore. So it's nice. It kind of got me back on track with just getting a lot of stuff done. Yeah. You seem like a completely different person from when you first joined. Um, and I was exhausted when I joined mentally, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Exhausted because of like how just you were doing things or just... emotionally exhausted because of what I went through and yeah. physically exhausted. Cause I really was pushing myself thinking it's going to help me lose some weight. And I wasn't. So I mm -hmm. was walking eight miles a day or something. I was still swimming. I was doing the classes. So just physically, I was like moving, moving, moving. I sleep fairly well. That's never been a problem, but just exhausted, you know? And so now I'm still moving, but with the weight training, I'm moving a lot less, but just more effectively, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and because it's forcing me to do stretching regularly and I did have Nicole add some extra basic daily stretches. I am so much more flexible now than I was when I started the program, which is nice. I've got a lot of that flexibility that I haven't had in a long time. Yeah. 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 Oh, awesome. It's well, just 
prepared me to age better <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> you're you're going to be the person I want to be like, how are you so fit? How are you able to eat so much food and maintain your body? That, and, that's been my secret plan all along. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sort of be the person I've been trying to preach about and finally look like that person so that I'm like, well, that's pretty straightforward. You do have to make some concessions and not eat maybe the way or drink the way you were before. But this is the payoff or the trade-off is, you know, you feel great. You look a lot better. Then you can yeah. do pretty much anything you want to do. Well, you're leading by example. And you've debunked a lot of myth that people have, right? They think that once they pass like 50 and 60, weight loss becomes nearly impossible. Absolutely. Um, and you've managed to lose weight um, and manage to do it really successfully, right? You improve your body composition. From what you've shared today, like a lot of other areas have improved as well, just through yeah. making a few tweaks. Yeah, I would say, I mean, if you look at my pictures, I had never looked at a side profile of me and had no idea how big my belly was. And mm. it's, there's still some there, but it's so different than it was before. I mean, I, I really love the change in composition that's come about, you know, yeah. what's happened over the last couple of months. Yeah. Well, there's more coming. <laughs> I'm going to believe uh, you. <laughs> good. Yeah. We know what um, we're doing. You, see, you saw it at this point. It's, yeah. it's definitely now I, I know it's just around the corner and it's very exciting yeah, yeah. so um, um, I'd li I, I like to end on this I always like to ask members to share um, you know words of wisdom to either people that are current members of the tribe past members of the tribe future members of the tribe or people that are just even considering eating plant-based mm -hmm. um, so if there's someone that is on the fence from committing to changing their life either with training and nutrition what is words of wisdom that you'd share with them now that you know you're again we're not at the after photo yet but you have a pretty darn right. good after photo right now <laughs> getting there um it's kind of the things that we talked about already it it's really you need to make some changes if you want to change um you know if everything you've tried isn't working then you need to try something new you know, for me, it was getting a coach. Finding finding you was just like a miracle. And your team is phenomenal as far as helping teach me how to do some things I didn't know how to do. Because I'm also known as being a know-it-all. I mean, my friends will come to me like, what do I need to do for this? What should I be taking for that? Um, but I didn't know it all. I've learned a lot of stuff. Every time there's a group call, I learned something I didn't know before. So it's a great educational tool. Um and, and I, like you said, I'm a perfect example of someone who was active, but probably not physically fit. Um, I mm. was healthy, but I was overweight and I made the changes. I made the commitment to myself and I'm losing the weight and I'm feeling much fitter and I'm looking much fitter than I have in years. You know? So it's worth investing in yourself if you want to make some changes, kind of what mm. I would say. Well, beautiful. Well, I'm really proud of you, Anne. I'm excited for <laughs> the continuous transformation that you're going to have. And I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to jump on the podcast. And it's a little bit later in the evening for you as well. So just a massive know, thank fine. you for, for jumping on and the show. And hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll hear from some of the members, their feedback on the group call. <laughs> I'm sure I'll hear something. Um, no, and I want to thank you for the work that you do. It's just remarkable. I mean, it you know, the whole drop of water and the ripple effect and it it's working, you know, you're reaching more and more people as you do this and as more people join and learn about it, it's, it's having a huge impact. So thank you for the work that you're doing and your team that you built and, and all that. So I'm, I'm just so blessed that I found it and you've helped me. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.